Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Detour Life. Detour Life is a game changer for both family law professionals and clients alike. Detour Life is an innovative online program which guides clients to easily input and organize the exhaustive document and financial disclosure process and provides professionals with streamlined and secure case management. In addition, Detour Life has comprehensive client onboarding, a secure document repository, income and expense sync, parenting plan agreement features, and much more. I use Detour Life myself, and honestly, one of my favorite features and one that my clients love as well is that they can securely link all of their financial accounts directly to the Detour Life platform so that their information is automatically uploaded and updated as time goes on. So whether you're getting a divorce or are a divorce professional, I urge you to check it out yourself. Go to Detour Life, that's D-T-O-U-R dot L-I-F-E, and sign up for their free 14-day trial. Then use code SUSAN20 to get 20% off a subscription. Coming up on today's episode of the Divorce and Beyond podcast. All of those areas of your life you need to have covered post-divorce. How am I going to live now? How am I going to live in the future? Um, And the very cool thing is you get to curate a settlement that works for you. Hello, and welcome to the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. As a top divorce attorney and family law mediator for 30 years, I know what you need to know to get through your divorce, and most importantly, how to move beyond it to thrive and transition to your new future. My experts and I are here to give you the insider view into the process, so listen in for the wisdom and expert information you need on your journey through divorce and beyond. Welcome to part two of the top five financial roadblocks in divorce with Karen Chalou and Catherine Shanahan, the founders of My Divorce Solution. If you haven't listened to part one, where Catherine and Karen discuss the first three roadblocks, access, components, and interpretation, I highly recommend that you do so because they lay the groundwork for the final two roadblocks that we're going to discuss in this episode. Once you've listened to both episodes, you'll be ready to tackle all the financial roadblocks in your divorce. The next roadblock is really this, this um, you know, sort of references back to what you were talking about, about not only understanding what's there, but now and having recommendations as you do in your portrait, the options that you have. People feel like this is, you know, it's just cut and dried. It's going to be, you know, you split everything in half and we're done and we move on. There are a myriad of options when it comes to financial uh, issues. Uh, So let's go through that roadblock. Oh, and that's the most fun, if there is a fun part of this, and I know divorce is not fun, but it's, it's a relief when you know you have options. But the way you have options is because you're going to do the work of gaining access, of knowing the components, of knowing how they're interpreted, because there's a definite payoff because you're going to know your options. And um, it's important to know what you have, the multiple multiple ways the assets and debts can be divided as it relates to tax consequences for you, capital gains, 
cash flow, whatever the it may be. Um, if you're dividing even shares of investment accounts, which lots and shares do you want? Guess what? You get to have a say in that, especially if you have a, a professional who's helping you and guiding you with that. Again, with those table of considerations that Catherine talked about, that those kinds of that kind of information is addressed there. Understand um, understanding various scenarios of division from a cash flow and a retirement perspective, because all of those areas of your life you need to have covered post divorce. How am I going to live now? How am I going to live in the future? Um, and the very cool thing is, you get to curate a settlement that works for you. The word curate has become very trendy and popular lately, but but it's true. You get to have a hand in curating that settlement um, that works for you and knowing the various options you will have to accomplish it. So we're going to go back to the 401k plan um, and talk about options there. So I mentioned one earlier, the 401k. You do have an option if you if there is a hardship cost through the incident of divorce to access that money sooner without the penalty. Although taxable, you wouldn't have the penalty. But you have to know that your spouse also had the option during this time in preparing for divorce to make liquidations from that 401k. There's a difference between a liquidation and a loan on the 401k. So a lot of times I hear people say, well, did you liquidate anything? No. Well, did you take a loan? So those are two different things to ask and if somebody isn't asked something, I, I realize they don't answer the question. So we have to know the questions to ask a lot of times. You also have to know that people trade away what the net result of this investment means after taxes in the future. We see some attorneys do it, some mediators do it, some don't, and they leave it up in the air. Meaning, if I have $100,000 and I'm going to keep my IRA, that position sometimes ends up saying, well, I think that the value on my side should only be 80000 because I'm going to pay 20% in taxes. So let's just discount this IRA to be, or 401k to be worth eighty instead of 100 Now, if you're in retirement, maybe that sounds necessary because you are taking the income and you are um, paying the taxes on it right away. But if that's an asset that's not going to be utilized in 20 years, why are you discounting it now? You have to consider what the market potential is for that account in the future. You also have to consider what your retirement age would be. And you have to consider what your investment that you're keeping, the taxable investment, would grow to be worth as well. There's a lot of reconciliation is what I'm trying to tell you. It's just not black and white there. Um, you don't have to agree to all of this. You have to know what your options are and you have to see them in front of you, financially speaking, before you make that decision. Um, again, we talked about um, combining them into maybe a few IRAs so you don't have to have so many quadros. That's another option for you. But the most important I want to say here is because I see it so often, it really frustrates me, is when, when one spouse, and unfortunately, particularly the female spouse, if she's not the wage earner, doesn't believe that she has an option to have that 401k. You know, I hear it, Susan, so often where they say, you know what, I, we never saved anything in my IRA, so I don't have an IRA. You know, I was taking care of the kids and I gave up my career, so I stopped adding into any kind of retirement and now he has that retirement. Well, that's not the case. You have an option to get a portion of that and make sure that you're aware of it before you feel defeated that you've done something wrong because you have it. Yeah, that's... 
that is a common misconception on the part of um, the non-earning spouses, the, the legal phrase or, or one of the ways that we reference that. And unfortunately, uh, often, especially in a divorce situation, the spouse who did earn the IRA or, or the 401k or put the money aside did go, was the breadwinner will often play into that and say, well, no, that's my 401k. That's my IRA. You don't get any part of it. It's in my name. So it is really un- important for people to understand that if it was earned during the time you were married to that person, even if your name's not on it, you likely have some interest in it. Um, And I think, you know, another valuable point for people that you made here, both of you, um, is that I like that word curate. Maybe it is overused these days, or at least is very trendy, but if you know where you're going in your future and what where you are in life, um, it strikes me, you know, someone getting divorced in their 30s is going to have a different future plan than someone who's getting divorced in their late 50s or 60s. Um, and you can curate a divorce settlement that will help you along that path. You might want more retirement um, or less retirement, but more support, depending on what you have happening in your life. And that's the beauty of the options. Now that you know everything you have and you have some concept of what you're looking for in that future, you can start curating a settlement that will work for you. And I think that's the beauty of working with professionals who can actually lay this all out for you so that it's not just you know, walking through uh, the the apples and oranges of your assets and chopping everything in half. Um, right. Oh, please don't do that. Yeah, you run into people who think that that's the fair way to do it. The other point to make, I do want to point this out to people, you kind of referenced it, Catherine, when you said maybe you want to roll those um, 401ks over into an IRA or maybe Karen, you said it. Um, if you are cooperating with your spouse and have good financial advice, you can often save money for both of you by making good choices and, and making financial moves to minimize tax consequences, to you know minimize the cost of each quadro. If you had to do a bunch of quadros on a bunch of 401ks, they run between $500 and $750 usually to yeah. do a quadro. If you have to do five of those as to it's free to do a rollover of an IRA, you could save a few thousand dollars by rolling everything into the IRA purely because you recognize the issue and you cooperate in effectuating it. Um, But you need the advice, the financial expertise to tell you that that's an option and that's a way you could save the money. Absolutely. I would like to go back on something that you said, which I think is so great and I'm glad you said it. The most important part of knowing the options is knowing what your future goals are, right? So we're all, and listen, I've been through divorce myself, so I totally get this. We just want it done. Get me through to the end and let me be finished so I can move on to my life, whether it's going to be better or worse, you don't care. You just want to be finished. Yes. But if you don't know, and I don't know what your future goals are, how are you picking the option that's best for you and your family? And when you're a 30 or 40 year old, it is very different than being a 50 and 60 year old. And so how do you make those decisions? And a lot of times those 30 and 40-year-olds are listening to 60-year-old family members who've gone through it already. So their goals were different. You have to really know what's in front of you, what's the data in front of you, and what am I looking to do with the rest of my life? And how am I going to get there? What's my best option? 
right? So that's so, so important. And the same thing with what you just said about um, having this information and the cost that you're saving by just combining it if you can. It goes way back to the accessibility with the discovery process. Why are we paying two professionals to gather the same information? You can't make up the information. It's the same document. So you're paying 10 grand on each side just to complete accessibility. If you can cooperate, like you said, which I, which I love that word, um, with your spouse from the get-go, you're going to save yourself thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars just making that information up here in the forefront because you're going to have to give it anyway. So you might as well give it in this way. Yeah. And yeah. even if you disagree later, even if it becomes a court battle, it, it, you know, you want to go to mediation, maybe it doesn't work. The documents aren't going to change. The data is not going to change. So it's not... It, there's not going to be a hindsight, oh, I wish I would not have gotten that document. That's never going to be the case. Right. So that's so yeah. important. And, and so many people, I think, just, you know, labor under a, an illusion that divorce happens by, I've decided to get a divorce, I go to an attorney, I hire an attorney, and the attorney does everything. And that starts with that collecting of the data. And it, and, Right from the get-go, then you are—you might as well just whatever you gave in a retainer is probably going to be gone in the data collection phase. And and remember, I mean, there are certainly attorneys out there who have financial backgrounds as well. Um, Mm -hmm. I have attorney friends who are CDFAs like you, Catherine, as well. But the vast majority of us can't balance our own checkbooks. Um, You know, we we rely upon, okay, I can balance my checkbook, but we do rely upon financial professionals ourselves. But when we have to go through the legal side of the access issue and fight for that paperwork, you too, you and your spouse are costing yourselves, depleting your marital estate by thousands of dollars by making it a fight. And that's to both of your detriment. Um, So if you can cooperate in pulling it all together and cooperate goes to this last and final roadblock that we're going to talk about. So it's a good segue here because the last and final roadblock is the compromise phase because now we've talked about, well, you've got a plan, right? You know what you want, how do you get what you want? And I'll tell you right now how you get what you want. You get it through compromise. Oh, I agree. Yeah, right? So, so compromise is the fifth roadblock or the fifth component that we're going to talk about. Hello, listeners. I just want to thank everyone who has gone and already signed up to become members of the Divorce and Beyond Members Only Community. Those people who have signed up are already enjoying all of the exclusive benefits of membership, which include downloadable materials, the archive of the podcast, which is all ad-free. You get exclusive members-only podcast episodes, the Ask Susan Anything forum, and in fact, we've just uploaded a new answer to that. There's a monthly membership newsletter, and we're going to have videos, including the one that we just loaded from Dr. Kabeca from last week on getting your sexy back. So come on over to divorceandbeyondpod.com and join the community. It's only $10 a month, and we can't wait to welcome you there. Stay tuned for more from Susan and her guests, Karen Chalou and Catherine Shanahan of My Divorce Solution in part two of tackling the top five financial roadblocks in divorce. Once you know what you have, 
once you know how to obtain them, making sure you have enough information so that all the debts and assets can be interpreted from all the perspectives, you're ready to negotiate with confidence. If you are enjoying this episode, be sure to check out some of our other episodes with leading financial experts, Sean Lehman, Heather Locus, and Christina Lynn in the archives. The budget word can get under people's skin really fast because it's tedious and, you know, doesn't feel necessary. But I will say, even if you, you know, have a substantial amount of money and income coming in, you still need a budget because the tendency is always going to be to push your expenses to the limit and almost go past the point or if you're not already going past the point of spending beyond your income. And now we return to today's show. So we call one through four the blueprint. Um, That's where the MDS financial portrait comes in. All of those four potential roadblocks are covered in the MDS financial portrait so that when you get to that next phase of negotiation, mediation, or litigation, you know the width and breadth of your ability to compromise and you know what every single compromise will mean to your uh, financial estate moving forward. So, um, you know, again, we say once you know what you have, once you know how to obtain them, making sure you have enough information so that all the debts and assets can be interpreted from all the perspectives, you're ready to negotiate with confidence. And um, I always say, and Susan, you said it way better than, than I'm going to say it again, you, know, you just don't want to leave that in the hands of the discovery process because the discovery process often leaves most couples or individuals with we used to call them red wells of paper and paper and paper that has to be reviewed and reviewed and reviewed and updated and updated and updated. Um, and you may end up with a net worth statement. A lot of people say, oh, well, I have my spreadsheet. <laughs> it's so much more than a net worth statement. The data you need to know and the information you need to have when dividing assets and divorce. So having a blueprint that's, you know, all packed up and ready and you understanding it, you will be so empowered to compromise with confidence. So Catherine, take it away with the 401k example. (laughs) Same thing with the 401k and I'll talk about compromise also because it's really important. You know, you go into the divorce process either feeling very revengeful because you're hurt or you're feeling like you just don't want this, so you're prolonging. Or third, you're feeling, I want to get through this as quick as I can. But when you're faced with just a net worth statement or you're just faced with email exchanges, which I see a ton of because they are asking us to assess their email exchanges, which has financial data in it, which I, I sit here like, if I can't follow this thread, how is somebody who's emotionally charged following this thread? Um, so I find that to be a whole nother podcast we can talk about. Okay. But imagine you have access to the information. You understand the components of everything that's involved and you understand what your options are to move forward, you'll be able to, in an emotional moment, because I don't care which one of those three people you are, this is emotional. Divorce is so difficult. I'm the one that wanted the divorce, and I cried my eyes out, right? Mm -hmm. So 
when you know it all out there in front of you, you're able to compromise because you have to compromise. That's part of divorce. Not everyone. Susan, I don't know if you've ever heard it, but I'm pretty sure Karen and I have never heard that. Yeah, we got everything we want. Let's go. It's so much fun now. You have to give, do a little give and take here. But it's really great to know that when you put out three options because you're good with all three of them and you let the other party pick which one, you're going to feel like a winner. You're going to be able to move on much better in your life. So compromise to me is probably the most fruitful, fruitful part of the whole process because you get to walk out there feeling like you did the best you could at the time you were doing it and now you're just going to move on. But you made really financially clear decisions and you can take care of your emotions after that. Yeah, or separate from that. But I, I love what you just said because when you have those options and you're making compromises, you make decisions that you, you can and you choose what you can and cannot live with. As opposed to, you know, worst case scenario, a judge deciding what you're going to live with or not live with. But the other good point, I think, Karen, you made, you made this, is you know, one of the things that you provide is that portrait, that financial portrait. So as opposed, I just want people out there to consider, because this is my world back when I was litigating. I would get a, a case, these people would have a fairly complicated financial situation. So I would look over onto my sidebar in my office and I would have three or four boxes full of paperwork that came in on their, all this stuff that we've been talking about. So keep in mind, I was billing at a fairly high rate per hour. So for me to sit down and go through all of that data or pay one of my associates or one of our paralegals who handled financial data to pull that all together, you're paying for all of that time to pull all of that together. Um, and then for me to review. So even if somebody else on my staff was pulling it together, you're then going to pay for me to review what they did because I need that information. I need to know what's in your financial picture and to understand it at the level of what you two are talking about, that not only do the clients need to understand it, I as their counsel do, as opposed to bringing it to the two of you who are professionals who put it into this beautiful little package who that, that then gets handed over to the attorney or the mediator all fully digested and pulled together and and understood by people who actually understand the information. Um, I, I don't think I can really give you a better viewpoint of the three boxes on my credenza versus the nice, concise already digested information that you get from your, your portrait. It's, it, it's night and day. It, it is. And I'm, I'm going to add to the portrait, the documents to support that inventoried and organized. So you as a counselor or a mediator can just say, you know what, I need to go see that Merrill Lynch statement that ends in 4936. Oh, there it is. Um, it's organized to that level of detail as well. So it just makes everything so much easier um, and more efficient because efficiency is so important in the divorce process because, as we were saying, things get outdated very quickly and they have to be updated and updated and updated. Um, so 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that I really can't emphasize to people enough just how important this part is. This, I have been in cases where the discovery process, as we call it, you know, the collecting of the data and then the digesting of the data, which by that time, then the data is out of date, as you just said, so we need more data so that we can then re-digest it. That can take years and years of the process. A divorce that's not even that difficult can or complicated can take forever. Um, and in the end, the people who end up benefiting are the legal counsel and because they're charging for all of this time. But unfortunately, it's coming out of your marital estate. It's it's being depleted every time one of our bills goes out. So it's the service that you're doing for people or providing to people um, is something that is is a game changer. And I don't know anyone else who's doing it. You know, I want to back that up because being a financial, you know, we work with the other financial planners. So I don't have my FINRA license any longer. I don't invest the money for our clients. So I'm truly a neutral in the process. But it's interesting. I'll hop on with the other financial planners because financial planners are very valuable and other CDFAs who are building up their practices are very valuable after the process. We come with it with a non-biased process. Because what the financials sometimes do is they come at it with their professional opinion of what they think you should do with your life moving forward, which is great. But what they're not doing is they're not understanding what the whole compromise piece part of this would be with their mediator or their attorneys. So when our portrait is completed, the financial planners have been loving it because they're seeing what the marital estate was. Now they get to see a report of what the marital state looks like now and how can I work with my client to move this, you know, for their future financial planning. So it really, again, serves as the basis or the groundwork for your future financial planning. Um, We've even had some couples who decided not to get divorced. They used it for their estate planning. We've had mortgage advisors use the portrait because all the documents and all the information is right there. Um, for them to give. They don't have to send all these different paperwork and different um, pieces of email exchanges. So we really are very passionate about working with the whole team, but we are really passionate about getting in here and making it a neutral part of the process to save the parties a lot of money so that they can then later take it and use it to move on. Absolutely. That's such a good point, Catherine. I remember last week we had a client who they, she just finished up everything and she's moving ahead and she just um, came back in with us to tell us her progress. But she said, I took my portrait to my mediator and they were dividing a business and we took it to our accountant and he used it for that purpose. And then we took it to the mortgage advisor and we refinanced or husband refinanced the house. And now it's in the hands of my financial planner, um, again, moving forward. So it just becomes like the Bible of um, a couple's. Yeah. And then the mediators are loving it because it's coming from a neutral place. It's not coming from husband's financial planner who did the spreadsheet to give you that or wife's financial planner who says that she should have this because then the mediators were getting upset because they're kind of jumping in before any negotiations have started. So this really keeps everybody on a level playing field that can later be used um, for their own individual purposes. That's true. 
it's an incredibly valuable tool. And, you know, I, I highly recommend people, especially, you know, we are taping this. So we're still in January. I think it's going to air in February, but we are in that time of year where notoriously people are contemplating divorce. If you are in that moment, sit down with your spouse and talk about taking the approach of, of contacting my divorce solution and getting your own portrait done, working through those five roadblocks or those five steps so that you too can save that money, work cooperatively, and end up with a financial plan, which involves your settlement, that helps you both move forward and helps your family move forward. I mean, it's really, it's such a valuable tool. I, I and could I add one point to that? Of course. You brought up a really good point. This is that time of year if this comes out in February. Right now, today, I received my first tax document for next year's tax return. So if you're thinking divorce and you don't have accessibility to accounts, recognize some statements that will be coming in. Now, granted, a lot of things are paperless, but there are still things coming in through the hard uh, snail mail, is that what we call it? Yes. <laughs> Ask your spouse, can I see what was in that envelope? If they say no, that's a red flag. You should be able to see anything that comes into the, the household and take a picture if you see it lying around um, so that you can have it for later. It's called nesting, some information right now. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's an important part. Um, there is often, there's always a paper trail when it comes to finances. Um, but people, when they contemplate divorce in their future or feel that the relationship might be troubled, people start to get sneaky and they start to try to do things. So, you know, that's, that is a definite red flag and something to be looking for. Um, so one thing I want everyone to know, um, for those members only out there, members of the members only community, um, Catherine and Karen are going to be joining me behind the curtain and we're going to take some deeper dives into these financial areas um, and going into more, as you can tell, we've got some experts here. So we're going to be giving you some more expert information on divorce and financial aspects of your divorce process. So visit the um, community uh, or join the community if you're not already a member to access that. But you do have a wonderful online course that you are offering to listeners. So if you could run over the um, information on that and thank you, it's a wonderful opportunity for listeners. Sure. So our gift, um, we have an online course. Um, it's comprised of 12 what we call lessons um, and multiple worksheets um, really created to help you understand the, um, the language, um, the different situations you may find yourself in the divorce process. Um, and um, it's me and Catherine teaching it. So it, does, it doesn't have any law. It's not state specific, but it's just those areas that you may encounter as you uh, go through the divorce process to kind of give you a reference point um, when you need it as you're going through it. Um, so from 30 days from the date this podcast releases, um, you will be able to access our online course. The promo link will be Divorce and Beyond, and um, it's available to all the listeners. So they will send you an email? Is that the way to, to get in touch with you with, for that program? Yes. They can email us at hello at ck11.net. So that's ck11.net, hello at ck11.net. 
and I'll put that in the notes. I, I want you to explain why you use uh, hello at ck11.net because you you explained that to me, why that's the email address you use, and I thought it was brilliant. So if you wouldn't mind explaining that. When people are going through the divorce process, obviously they need a lot of, it, it needs to be highly confidential. So we created um, the email ck11.net to allow for privacy um, so that you're never getting an email from my divorce solution. Your privacy is always of paramount importance to us anytime, any place. As a matter of fact, we make sure before we take any data from anybody that the phone numbers are private, the email is private if you're feeling vulnerable at any time because it, it is a very vulnerable position for a lot of people, especially if they're just exploring and are not sure they're going to take that step. So um, that's just one of our ways of making you feel secure working with us. To me, that says it all, that you ladies have thought down to that level of detail um, of service to your clients and helping your clients. Um, to me, that says it all. Really, it does. Um, yeah. Clearly, these ladies know what they're doing and um, will we'll be able to help you. They, you understand the vulnerability of people who are in the position. Um, so I, I just thought that was an important... It seems like a little thing. It's actually not that little a thing. Um, I've had people you know, who have asked for my card, but when it says divorce and beyond the podcast name on it, they're like, oh, I can't take that home, you know, right. something like that. So I have um, business cards that are just very neutral with just my name on it. Um, and my neutral, you know, Susan, Guth Susan Guthrie, Esquire.com uh, address so that they wouldn't, wouldn't know it was divorce related. So I appreciate that. Well, ladies, thank you again so much for coming and joining me and sharing this information with uh, my clients and especially, or with my listeners, and especially for coming back. I'm looking forward to the deeper dive that we're going to be able to do uh, for the members only. Thank you. That'll be fun. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today on the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I hope you found some information and inspiration to help you on this journey. Please join me every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode. And if you like the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. You can also find more information on the website at divorceandbeyondpod.com where you'll find links to the YouTube channel, transcripts of the episodes, and other bonus content. So I'll see you next week to help you move through your divorce and beyond.